back in the 90s. Everything was better and somehow worse all at once. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of Saturday morning cartoons. by day, homework by night. We were betrayed by the boomers we had sworn to protect. Frozen in student loan debt for a thousand years. Now on the internet, the shows of old return, and we live again. We are defenders of what came before. We are Nostalgia Plus. Hi, and welcome to Nostalgia Plus, where we talk about old things and love them a lot. I'm Dan Evanson. With me today, I have Katie. Hello, I'm Katie. Nick. Nick, are you there? (laughs) I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Peter and Rachel. Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Peter. And we're going to talk about Gargoyles, the uh, Saturday morning cartoon from 1994, Recently available on Disney Plus, um, has, has been it's been missing from uh, things you can stream for a long time, and I'm su- I get super excited because I'm an old man and I love I love uh, old cartoons from the '90s, um, and I'm surrounded by young people and Peter uh, <laughs> <laughs> who who have never had the pleasure of watching Gargoyles. Um, so uh, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get everybody through the whole season, uh, uh, actually the whole series of gargoyles through this. But Nostalgia Plus will be about more than just gargoyles. But but today's episode we're gonna talk about the first three episodes of the 1994 series. Uh, it's a weird. Um, it's not too weird because gargoyles, you know, is not a normal uh, Saturday morning show. It did not start on network. It started in syndication, so you had to like go to a an off-brand channel sometimes to watch it. Um, the first season has got 13 episodes, and the first five episodes were actually like a little movie called Awakening. Um, so we're only going to cover the first three episodes of that. Um, and it takes place in 1994, which is a, a weird year. Let's just uh, real quick pull our, our cast here and see how everybody was doing in 1994. I was a... Uh, uh, sophomore in high school, I think, when this came out. Uh, Katie? I was born <laughs> hey, that's in 1994. I was born in 1994. Oh, wow. All right. You're the gargoyle baby. But I do remember watching it. I did see a few episodes before. So yeah, I'm it went not on for, fresh. for several years. Yeah. Nick? Um, I was uh, not even a, a con concept i was born in late 1995 practically 1996 so and rachel yeah. i think you're our, our youngest member um so not think, even a glimmer <laughs> i think my parents got married a year before <laughs> <laughs> and peter i was in middle school i think maybe maybe yeah sounds about right but i just missed the show i i think i caught a couple episodes here and there yeah it was it was missable because i think it was in syndication so you didn't 
the advertising for it wasn't like super great when it first came out. And so what does that mean it being in syndication? So syndication means that like, um, you know, usually like uh, shows were made by networks back in 1994. See the big three, CBS, ABC. And yeah, well, and then uh, they run for five seasons and there are so many episodes they get syndicated and then they run forever on Nickelodeon. or something. Right. They can sell the show to other networks and run them on, you know, local television uh, uh, stations can buy syndicated shows and run them. And they don't necessarily represent like an overall national network plan. So Gargoyles started out that way. So if, if it didn't show in every uh, area, it was only if your local station decided to buy the episodes of Gargoyles hmm. uh, put on. It was a Disney show. So it was put out. This was before Disney owned ABC and had like its own network to run everything on. Um, and, uh, you know, it's 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 a, a show that like is really like uh, put out in response to a particular show like this is two years after batman the animated series had started airing on fox uh, okay and so you could see a lot of influence because they they did steal a lot of the writers from batman the animated series um Interesting. almost the entire writing staff on gargoyles was per, uh poached from uh batman the animated series and you can tell like even in this first episode that we're going to talk about there's a lot of great animation they really spent a lot of the series opening budget in like these first three episodes, <laughs> the first yeah. five. Um, but I imagine uh, the style hails back to the animated series. And- yeah. I mean like just the, the use of the wings as like a cloak feature oh, is sure. like super Batman. The, mm-hmm. um, the glowing eye bit is very Batman. The animated series, the use of black, like really animation did not use black ever. Uh, until Batman the Animated Series got started. And, like, you know, it's the 90s, so everything is getting grimmer <laughs> and, and and grittier. Yeah. Uh, so, th- you know, this is definitely, like, one of those... A, a show that, like, stuck out on Saturday mornings because everything else at this time was, like, eek the cat and, uh, like, really happy and... If not happy, like, uh, bright and colorful and, and kind of bouncing around mania <laughs> mm-hmm. and and gargoyles was this like dramatic dark show with you know keith david voicing the main character with his super sexy voice and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah he did have an attractive yes, voice I will say. it's a good voice uh i would say apparently i watched a few episodes but i was probably like one years old and so i don't remember them <laughs> It has like a really arresting style to it, even though it, you know, crimps a little bit off Batman the Animated Series. Like just the, it, it's got a great mix of that Disney uh, character uh, creation stuff where like the gargoyles are not like uniform, you know, like Batman the Animated Series really hung on its villains because, you know, like the they had like this crazy cast of villains and they looked radically different. But Batman and Robin were kind of like, oh, you're two white guys and they dress Mostly sure, the villains had the visual faces. interest, right? Right, right. Where oh, in Gargoyles, what... you know, it's everything. Like, everything has that visual interest. The villains, <laughs> the heroes, like, even the, the the four Gargoyles and their human friend and their dog <laughs> are, are pretty visually arresting. Um, My question was, uh, wasn't Harley Quinn an, um, introduced in Batman the Animated Series? 
my understanding is that that is true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Paul Paul Dini, I think, is the person responsible for her creation. Yeah. Okay. Because that, I mean, I <laughs> we might have to include Batman the Animated Series in the show at one point because that show is super influential to almost all uh, Western animation that you see today. Yeah. Another show I missed. I know. Oh, I mean, we're gonna have to at least watch the Mister Freeze episode. I mean, it's a pretty classic. I mean, I could talk about Dark. So Wing classic! Lot, oh my god. Yeah, I only watched Batman Beyond. I think. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm just we're gonna start a list. <laughs> I love Batman the animated series. Growing up, I watched that all the time. Um, all right, I... but we're not talking about that. We're talking about gargoyles. <laughs> well, so so I remember gargoyles. Like when you mentioned like watching gargoyles, I knew exactly. Looking, looking at it or anything um but i'm not sure like i really watched a ton of episodes of it growing up it's just like to me it's it's sort of um gargoyles are like this the sort of thing that like if i went to the flea market boys of gargoyles you know what i mean it's it's always been around the forefront in a way yeah i mean it never really broke out uh in popularity it it, it um you know, it struggled a bit in its third season. I think they renamed the show a little bit. And that was like around the time when Disney purchased ABC, I think. Uh, so then it moved out of syndication and became a, a network show. And they added like a subtitle, the Goliath Chronicles to the last bit of it. And the animation took hmm. a little bit of a nosedive. We're going to, we're going to see the slow decline of gargoyles as we watch it. Yeah. Really? And the, and their story, but, but in its defense, the storyline got, crazy it just like they just cut loose and uh really just went for it <laughs> so the fact that it got three seasons though is actually in 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 light of all of that kind of miraculous yeah i mean i'd if i could compare it to a show i think it might be like the firefly of animation like it's a show that had like a really deep following but um you know was not loved by the people who were actually putting it on the air. Uh, yeah. So I think like even the third season, there was a little bit of like a fan demand uh, to get that last season put out. Um, uh, because, you know, there was all this turmoil when ABC was purchased um, and, you know, it was like, what's Disney going to do with all their shows? And this one was sort of like on the chopping block and was sort of saved by a fan response. But even that was like, I, you know, I don't think anyone remembers the, there was not like a write in or anything. It was more just like some people sent some emails to, which email was new at the time. Uh, sent <laughs> like, Hey, put this on your airways. We love this show. So, so let's, uh, let's talk about the first episode. So, um, it, it opens in modern day New York, which is, uh, you know, I think like a response to Batman, the anime series, which is, you know, happens in Gotham. It has has a, a, a very fake aesthetic to Batman the Anime Series, which is like, what age is this? Like, we're not really sure. Is this New York? It's mostly New York. Might be Chicago. You know, we're not going to really put our thumb on it. But well, in, in uh, uh, went straight Gotham, is New York. I mean, Gotham has a very uh, like Art Deco kind of sense to it, too, doesn't it? Yeah, right. I mean, it steals which, which a lot of avoids. architectural stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is very modern, modern New York uh, for 1984. Right. I was actually confused about the time setting because 
uh, later in the episode, there's like guns that shoot lasers, and I was very confused. Yeah, well, I get the sense it's near future, but maybe I'm wrong. So, uh, I'd like to think of it like it has a, a sort of Marvel Universe understanding of the present, which is <laughs> that whatever we need can be put into the show, and how real it is, it's definitely rule of cool versus reality. <laughs> you know, if we if we need cyborgs, we have cyborgs. If we need laser guns, we got those. Um, and there's not really a, like, rationalization other than this is going to look cool when we animate it. Okay. Thing about watching shows like this, or um, even like a lot of the movies we watch on why is this a thing? They're older movies, basically older shows is their understanding of technology compared Mm -hmm. to our present day understanding of technology is always like, it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure that you're ever going to see a cell phone in this show. Right. There but was we'll see laser a, guns. <laughs> there was a phone. Actually, there was there was a, there there was was a car was, phone. There was a car phone. Yeah. Uh, yes. There was also right. a cell phone. Um, Xanatos has a cell phone. The the richest man in the world is the only one with a, a cell phone. Yeah. And he can't call anybody. <laughs> it's, he's the only one with one. It's so sad. So Owen maybe has a. Um, yeah, but in my notes, I did put. Car phone question mark? <laughs> that was a thing. It was yeah, that was completely a thing back in the day. Yeah, I think okay. I must have had a cell phone by the time I was graduating high school. Yeah. Nineteen ninety seven, so to speak. Yeah. Did you? I didn't I, I didn't know. have a cell phone until two thousand six. Well, I worked at Best Buy when, uh, I, when I was in high school, so I, I had a big discount on everything technological. So uh, sure. I didn't get a cell phone until I was fifteen. So like last year. <laughs> man yeah yep. so oh, at the, oh, you're so young <laughs> i'm 22 oh, yeah man. sweet summer child <laughs> <laughs> hey i do I, I graduated college that's true <laughs> that as doesn't mean much there was an article about a nine-year-old who just graduated <laughs> university the boy uh-huh. Okay, well, I mean, I already feel like an underachiever most of the time, but thanks for rubbing it in. Anytime, but they, but dear. They haven't seen they haven't seen gargoyles, so <laughs> yeah. What kind of life have they lived, nine year olds? <laughs> they ha- they didn't grow up with the good cartoons. So, <laughs> go, go back to actual gargoyles. <laughs> the the uh, so there's a the the opening of this is that you know uh, Detective Maza rolls up in her pimp red convertible police car (laughs) (laughs) yeah i heard Uh, under convertible but that's (laughs) do we have a make and model for that just you know for uh, my own personal use i think it's a cadillac oh of course it is she she gets paid the big bucks of a nypd police detective yeah (laughs) Uh, and and like you can see, like sort of how old the show is because there's a there's some sort of attack happening at the top of a skyscraper, which is something you probably can't put on television anymore. <laughs> but this is 1994 before people had actually attacked the top of the skyscraper. Yeah. Right. Yep. And uh, you know, she investigates and finds all kinds of weird stuff, and then we flash back to a thousand years ago, and it's 994. And there's a bunch of Scottish people, and they're repelling Vikings, which, as you do, yeah, yep. yeah, 
Uh, and the Vikings are like, we're the best. And the Scottish people are like, no, you're not. You suck. And then the sun goes down, the gargoyles come out. And, you know, like, this is the first bit where you see the gargoyles, uh, like, you know, it really introduces their character. And you can tell that they really, like, are blowing the animation budget, putting lots of frames in. Really mm-hmm. great look. Uh, so what did you guys think of the look of the gargoyles, like, in this first bit? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I like how different they are from each other. Yeah. That was something that I found a little weird, actually. I didn't dislike it. Um, but I'm just used to seeing gargoyles all look exactly the same. Yeah. I guess. But are the gargoyles so I thought that you're it was looking them. at characters in a show? Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously they had to do it. They obviously had to do it. Um, I, I did think it was interesting that they... It, it, it poses a lot of questions, though about the gargoyle race i mean there's older ones younger ones there's a dog there's a male and a female so it's sort of to me it's just it eggs are more questions than answers well yeah there's more questions i mean they're not just implied interesting we do see the eggs yeah but uh you're right it's it poses a lot of questions it hasn't uh it doesn't answer them it leaves me wondering if we're going to be if we're going to learn more about their history in the future yeah, I had a lot of questions when I first saw them. I'm like, are they cursed? Are they magical creatures? Are they just like automatons, like golems type things? Or are they like magical constructs? But <laughs> I think we have the answer to a lot of that, or mostly, I guess, by by the you know the end of this episode. Like, do you have a good the end feeling? of this one or the second one? Yeah, yeah, that was before I saw the eggs and the um, all the magical construct and like the tom-toms went out the window. <laughs> Yeah, and they don't have names, which we go like two, maybe three entire episodes before all but one of the gargoyles has a name. That really bothered me as a as a a kid. It reminds me a lot now of like very difficult D and D players who are like, "Oh no, my character doesn't have a name," and (laughs) you know, I'm gonna do something very obnoxious and. Yeah, I like named them in my head of the the dunce trio, the old one, the female, <laughs> the dunce trio. I love that. Oops, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my notes call them the three stooges. Yeah, they <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I mean, uh, it makes sense when they actually have their names. Why in nine ninety four they didn't take names because they I really. Named- I, sorry, I really enjoyed when they said, or when that little boy was introducing himself and they were like, well, what do you call each other? And then the one just says, friend. Oh yeah, that was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Disney still in this bit. And and, you know, like the the visual design of the three idiots uh, (laughs) are, you know, like the most Disney of the designs, you know, the the little one's got big eyes, the big one, there's a big fat one. And then there's Mm -hmm. kind of it reminds, yeah, it was the the one with the beak. It reminds me of uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame with the two idiots in that one. Oh yeah, yeah. well they are gargoyles. So. Yep, a little different than these, but yeah. I don't know so, when, when did Hunchback of Notre Dame come out. Oh boy, no idea. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Side note. <laughs> yeah, we also see that there's a gargoyle dog. I, <laughs> I that confused me. I was yeah, like, how? They, they have- they never talk about a, a like a gargoyle dog race or dog gargoyle eggs, and so does do they just spawn from the same 
the same nest. Let's, let's try not to think about it too much because it's kind of a, like it's turned into kind of a lockjaw thing where it's like, yeah, this is our dog, but maybe he's also one of us. And is he our brother? Is he our cousin? Do we just have a weird cousin that runs <laughs> around as a dog? Are they all related? Because there's only like one female. <laughs> Ooh, that bothered me so much. Okay, why is there only one female? And it's if the, she's the, the first second- problem. If she's the second in command, did she earn that position, or is it just because she's, you know, banging the pot? <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a lot of problems wow. with the, the one female, especially at the end of the episode. I think, yeah. Uh huh. Oh. So yeah, welcome to 1994, uh, <laughs> when men were men and women were afterthoughts. I mean, yeah. I mean, this character, this show has like. Uh, a couple of pretty strong female uh, representation characters, but uh, overall, um, yeah, I think we're going to have this complaint as we watch through the most of the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, especially at the end of the episode, he really bothered me. I'm like, why did you do this? This is stupid. That's your just. <laughs> I hate that trope. <laughs> well, hold on, uh, you know, because we're going to get through this and we'll we'll see we'll i think gargoyles does a good job of of setting up expectations and then breaking them uh so and i and i think that's like where it excels a lot um yeah you can spend i saw that a lot in the second episode when the beginning when you understand what's truly happening on the top of the um tower yeah so let, let's wrap up episode one here. So uh, the gargoyles uh, save all the people, the, the Scottish people from the Vikings. Uh, we get uh, introduced to one of the primary themes of gargoyles, which is uh, prejudice is bad. Yep. And uh, humans are immediately like these no good gargoyles and they're dirty. Yeah, they're monsters. Get them out of here. Ah, Racism. Yeah, rich people racism, especially, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it also takes a swing at the viewers' prejudices. I mean, partly, like, the show sets us up to fall, but it definitely, uh, you know, shows us the white-haired, scholarly-looking elf. The Magus. The And I don't know about you, but my initial thought was, oh, yes, we found an evil person. Yep, that was definitely my first thought. And uh, uh, spoiler, he he's not. He's actually uh, halfway decent. Right. Yeah, I mean, he at least feels remorse for some things that happen later on. But yeah, let's 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 get to those. So uh, we meet a, a lot a lot of our, our characters here um, who are going to make it through the whole show, which are all gargoyles. Yeah. The uh, we have Goliath, who is in charge of uh, the leader of the gargoyles, the only gargoyle with a name, and then he has a mate, uh, who's uh, if if you'll notice, her eyes are different than everyone else's eyes. I don't that really stuck out to me. This watching it this catch. time, no, I didn't, didn't see it. So all the other gargoyles, their eyes glow white, and hers glow red. Oh, huh. I thought they. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't see that. Yeah. I, I love the eye glow thing because they use it to pretty good effect. Um, it really is like, you know, here's a pissed off gargoyle. Right. It's a good and emotional yeah. state. Yeah. yeah. Easy, easy visual language. Um, and I love the cape thing, like where the gargoyles sort of wrap their wings around them and mm-hmm. use like a cape. Like it's one of my, it's really an affecting visual. 
Um, yeah. I, 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 when I first thought, I was like, that's really neat. Yeah, you know what's bad, though, is Goliath's hair. I don't know. If oh, guys... I mean, that, that, that <laughs> block of... You don't like that point it is. at the very end? <laughs> He's got a mullet with a widow's peak that is held up by horns on his eyebrows. Uh, yeah, I don't know that it's a good look ever in the whole show. No, it's it's weird, and it looks weird when he's made of stone also. so Yeah, mullets, mullets were still in fashion, unfortunately, in, in 1994. So Actually, there's a lot of mullets here in 994. Uh, even the Mega <laughs> is kind of rocking a mullet. So My question is, uh, who is the le- voice actor for the lead Viking guy? He sounds very familiar. Oh, so that is... Um, uh, you would recognize him from Highlander, where he played the bad guy in the first Highlander movie. But his name is Clancy Brown. He does a lot of voice acting stuff. He's amazing. Okay, oh. yeah, he was really good, and I really, I was like, I instantly recognized him from something, but I couldn't Google because I'm afraid I'm going to spoil things for myself. All right, so uh, at this point, um, the captain, the guard, and uh, Goliath's, I don't, know, I don't know what to call her at this point. The lady gargoyle. It's probably the worst the, thing I could have chosen. The girl goyle. The, the one with the okay. poofy hair. I'm going like... to have problems with your words, your word choices here. I, I kind of like girl goyle. I kind of like that. <laughs> what about the foofy haired one? The silly hair and <laughs> the more silly hair. Mm. Anyway, her, she uh, encourages Goliath to uh, run off and chase down these dirty Vikings and cleanse them from the land. Uh, meanwhile, the three stooges uh, get up to trouble. Uh, meeting a kid, and they're like, hey, audience, do you love gargoyles? We love gargoyles. And don't forget the parents are dumb, as <laughs> more prejudice is exhibited. Uh, and, the, and our three stooges get in trouble and get sent to the rookery, which is a good word. I like rookery. It's a great yeah. word. It doesn't usually mean a place with a bunch of gargoyle eggs, but that's still a great word. I always picture rookeries in, like, in sky places, like sky instead of the underground. Yeah, I think that's more normal. I mean, it's usually where you keep birds. Yes, like rooks. So it's, I don't know, there's sort of interesting gargoyles and birds. Yeah. Which is not the first. Well, they got wings. They kind of look like, yeah, I know, but like like uh, Goliath, for example, sort of has like a heavy vampire vibe. Going. Well, and he also like perches on things. Oh, he loves to perch. <laughs> That's that's a racial quality. Yeah, the loom gargoyles <laughs> like the loom. <laughs> it's, it's it's instinctive. Or are we being racist right now? No, they have plus one to looming. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they like they like the loom. <laughs> All right. So as uh, well, the end of episode one hits us, uh, Goliath and uh, the old the old gargoyle gets stuck out in the forest. Uh, because the Vikings laid a trap. Oh no! Yes. And then they led uh, them away. Yep. Uh, we go back and uh, we see that the uh, captain of the guard has betrayed everyone. The Vikings are in the castle. The humans are taken, and even against the captain of the guards' wishes, the Vikings destroy all the stone gargoyles um, and smash everybody to bits. Seemingly including uh, Goliath's mate. Yes. The lady, the girl oil. I had. <laughs> I don't feel good using that, Nick. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> uh, nope. 
Oh, what should we call this? What's her name? Should, can they, we they really say her? Given her a name? I mean, did they yeah, did they she... give her a name later in the in the show? Can we just use that? Uh, they do. Yeah, Demona is her name. Demona. Oh. Okay. okay. Like demon. Yes, very specifically that. Okay. She has a oh, she has a pretty fantastic backstory when we get into it. So, right, um, we, we don't need um, to learn any of that in advance. So just we can just call her Demona. Yeah. So, so this is, sorry, go ahead, Rachel. I was pretty angry at this at the beginning, even though uh, until later. But I was like, "Why? This is annoying." I, the only, the only, I don't like the the the, the dunce trio as I um, right now. I find them pretty annoying. I don't. Yeah. Uh, well, I, um, you know, I, go ahead. Yeah. So I was like, I really only like Goliath out of these. Also, Katzen, but yes. um, I kind of forget about him sometimes. Uh, but I was like, why did you kill off the only female gargoyle? This is not interesting anymore. Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you remember, this was originally released as a movie. And so you would see the, the these yeah. first five episodes kind of all together. So yeah. I think if, uh, you know, you had to watch, um, you know, week to week. And uh, if, you know, if you didn't catch it that first week, you were watching them in, in reruns and then they were presented week to week. I would totally agree with you. Like, I think it was kind of a mistake that they give you every indication that she's dead when we'll get to episode three here and realize that she's perhaps not as dead as we thought. Uh, yeah. but let's uh, not skip ahead. Let's go to episode two. Where we're still in uh, 994 and the gargoyles wake up and realize that all their friends and loved ones are dead. And uh, the only remaining gargoyles are Goliath and uh, the Three Stooges and Goliath's mentor, uh, the old gargoyle. And uh, they're obviously pretty pissed. And but like, vengeance. Yeah, yeah. And then we then we hit our sort of tragic middle where uh, the gargoyles do manage to save everyone and route the Vikings, but the Magus uh, believes that the princess has been killed, and so in revenge, he lashes out and curses all of the Gargoyles except for Goliath into a life of never-ending stone. So even though it is nighttime, they are trapped in stone. And, I, had a, I had a question. Sorry. Yep. Where did magic go? Because <laughs> we get back to the real world, and there's like no magic, but there's a Magus. That's a good question. You should hold on to that question because it is going to be super important in later episodes. <laughs> okay. Because it was like the Magus wrote things down um, with Xanatos, who I don't trust at, at all. <laughs> Can I throw a uh, prediction answer out there? Sure. Just based on what we've seen so far? Or should I wait till we get to episode three? No, no, go ahead. No, yeah. Um, because in episode three, I am going to skip ahead a little bit here, but I think it's episode three. When... Um, these guys start uh, attacking the the rich man's castle in the sky and um, trying to take stuff. I I think that is essentially trying to recover magical objects and like control magic and stop it from uh, being used. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. just my my thought. I will smile knowingly at this suggestion. <laughs> and... <laughs> Move us forward. So, uh, yeah, so the, the Magus has trapped everybody but Goliath. Uh, Goliath rescues the princess, brings her back. The Magus realizes 
he's made a horrible mistake, actually feels bad about it. So we get a little bit of a nice guy uh, response from the Magus. And after asking the humans to look after all his eggs in what I can only feel like is a very strange choice of like, hey, here's the last of my race. Watch after them, other people that are not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't. Is he the father of the? I I don't know how gargoyle reproduction works. Yeah, well, it will never be explained. Yeah, we, d- we don't know who's laying those eggs. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much hoping that we learn about the fate of those eggs at some point, though. <laughs> yeah, because um, uh, bearded guy. I think his name is Xanatos. Is it Xanatos? Xanatos. The rich guy. Yeah, I called him the beard guy because. Not not Mr. Ponytail? Yeah. Um, He states that the eggs are all destroyed, but I don't think so, given that I think the princess and um, Magus actually feel general remorse and would try to take care of them. I would like to throw out... Sorry. I would like no. to throw out that um, I watched this with my niece and nephew. Thank you, Nick, for the suggestion. <laughs> and my nephew, whenever Xanatos would come on, he would just say, I have a feeling that guy's bad. <laughs> yeah, I got a really bad guy feeling from him. But I've been the show has proven me wrong about character designs and being bad. I wonder if that's why they did it with the Magus to make you feel like you're making a mistake or like you're leaping to a conclusion so that they can draw out your uncertainty with Xanatos. Well, yeah, because like later in the third episode, he kind of at the very end of the third episode, you get a like he shows like glimpse of um, demon, demon, uh, Demona, yeah, possibly Demona. We don't know. And it's just like, uh, what, right, there's what? there's certainly more to this really rich guy than meets the eye. Yeah, he's shown to be a liar. Right. Yeah, you should not trust a word that comes out of Xanatos' mouth. Uh, okay. I would not say that he is evil. Um, I think that's one of the great things about uh, Gargoyles is that very few of their the, the antagonists and villains in the show are straight up evil. I think mostly they are opportunistic uh and it makes for a really really great dynamic between characters who are out there fighting for truth and justice and villains who are really more about enriching themselves or increasing their own power than they are about like twisting their mustaches and so you think that the the villains in the show are better representatives of like villains in real life yeah absolutely I mean, they get crazy. Obviously, Xanatos put a castle on top of a skyscraper, but, you know. I would do that. That's a pretty evil villain move, but. (laughs) I like like that aesthetic. (laughs) I'm in. The question is, what is he protecting? Yeah. Because obviously, the only reason you would do that and get the gargoyles there, he wants them to protect his castle. He explicitly said that, but um, do we really have a good idea of what he's protecting? I'm I mean, wondering if I missed this. I mean, well, let's know, let's I... get caught up on this real quick. So, uh, Goliath agrees to be frozen. Um, the the only way to 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 break the curse is for the castle to rise above the clouds, which is of course impossible. Until a thousand years later, a rich guy named Xanatos says nothing is impossible when you've got enough money. And he Basically. <laughs> takes a 
takes a, uh, a the castle wyvern, which is a great castle name, and uh, puts it on top of his skyscraper in New York. Uh, which brings us back to 1994 when the gargoyles uh, awaken from their curse and are revealed to be in modern day. Uh, and are almost immediately attacked by uh, mercenaries of some kind, like in a helicopter. In a helicopter, yeah. Future so lasers, future mercenaries, because they they look very futuristic, or like standard bad guys from cartoons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's all they they did take the opportunity to like let them let their mullets hang out of their hair for. I don't know why this show is obsessed with mullets. Uh, I thought it was a female character. There, there was. Oh, you know, I thought it was too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, you're thinking of the blonde. Yeah, I think I yeah. thought there was a guy also that had his mullet hanging. Out. Listen, I just prepare yourselves for mullets. I, I can't stress this enough. <laughs> We're gonna Be see so, so many. <laughs> no, you're, you're gonna get us copyright striked. <laughs> yeah. Actually, is that a thing on podcasts? I don't know. Probably. No. Probably, if enough people listen to you. Not when we host our own audio. Who's gonna? <laughs> That's called a lawsuit. <laughs> oh yeah, don't get us a lawsuit, Peter. <laughs> oh please do, please do. I always say a lawsuit is the best thing that could happen to our. <laughs> we get so much attention. All right, so good, it's... Bob. <laughs> so it's the modern day, and uh, we also meet again back from episode one, the uh, detective Maza down on the street, trying not to get crushed to death by falling debris. Um, these futuristic mercenaries are out there uh, shooting lasers and throwing grenades uh, at gargoyles who have no idea what anything uh, more technologically advanced than like a spoon is. <laughs> um, what is this spoon? And, spoon? What is a spoon? And, uh, <laughs> I think it makes a nice like mix because, you know, we saw them handle the Vikings pretty easily, but modern technology kind of roughs them up a little bit. bit. Yeah. No, I, I like the bit where, um, where we were shown both how, uh, uh, deft the, the small one is when he caught the grenade out of the air and then how ignorant he is. Cause he just tossed it behind them and then it exploded and they were all suffering for it. Yep. Yeah, it's um, a, a really great action piece, I think. Um, and, it, and it shows off like the beginnings of a, a theme that I love in this show, which is technology versus uh, sort of old magic stuff. You know, these are gargoyles, ancient creatures that are fighting against armed techno, technically advanced mercenaries. See, like, I would like to feel their skin to see, like, do they, their skin feel like stone or something? Well, apparently they can bleed, and it looks like when they awaken that they are, like, shrugging off little crispies of stone. Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. I think the show tried to tell us in the second, no, first episode that after they've gone through their sleep, they, they heal during that stone transformation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, yes, they bleed, but at the same time, like, if you bleed, if it causes you to bleed to catch a full swung sword in the palm of your hand, is that really such a great weakness? I, I'm, I'm also curious how how much of an impact a bullet will have on them, and uh, especially, especially like these weird laser bullets. 
I don't know if those are laser bullets or if that's just how they drew bullets in cartoons then. I mean, clearly Xanatos had a laser. Yeah. I'm not sure about the others. That's fair. I didn't know either. The the guns themselves looked weird to me. Yeah, that's I mean, they're fair. future guns. Except for Detective Mazo, who's straight up carrying her mm. 9mm. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about violence in the show real quick because uh, that's another kind of holdover from um, Batman the Animated Series where famously, you know, in the first like five or six seasons of Batman the Animated Series, you never actually see Batman hit anyone. He punches out of screen a lot and you see reaction hits. Mm, people um, there's like a lot of screen. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of picking people up and throwing them uh, off screen. Um, and it, this is a lot of the same kind of uh violence where uh, you know there's a lot of shooting but nobody gets hit there's a lot of uh mm-hmm. slashing and picking <laughs> picking up people bodily and and tossing them out of screen which is, is that, just not um, how people fight <laughs> is that standards and practices in play yeah for sure you know okay. this is 1994's aesthetic you know i think like batman the animated series kind of showed that you could get a visual aesthetic that that met those standards and practices but but still you know presented something that was exciting and um felt dangerous um uh, and even so this is mixed with disney's sort of animation style so it's a little more bouncy a little more cartoonish mm-hmm. but i think i think it still works i'll be honest i i kind of thought the show because I, I have not seen the show in a long time since it probably first aired and I, I thought it would not hold up as much, but the animation is really good, at least in these first few episodes. And, um, you know, I think they, you know, they do the action, you know, pretty, pretty easily, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I liked the animation, but they did still have the 90s style from of animation. Yeah, very much. But, yeah, but I still it looked very good. There was no like, um, like. Uh, it ran well, in my opinion. Yeah, it's smooth. Yeah. 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 If you watch um, some other Disney shows of this era, which is like Gummy Bears or DuckTales, oh, you're going to see a lot of the same like movement. The The motion is a lot the same. Obviously, the character designs are pretty different, but uh, I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. have a chance to talk about those shows in later episodes of Nostalgia Plus. Uh, I need <laughs> no, to watch the new DuckTales. <laughs> I've been bugged about that enough. <laughs> Well, they're not old enough. We can't watch that. You're going to have to watch it on your own time. We we can't have nostalgia for those for at least two years. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that um, as far as the violence in the show, too, I was actually sort of surprised. I thought it was more violent than I was expecting it to be. I thought they were going to hold back a little bit more. So, like, there were, you know, like, he threw the Vikings, like, off of buildings and stuff. And to me, I was like, damn. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely some of those falls. Like, there's no argument that guy's dead. Yeah. But, but just because they don't show it, I guess it's okay. But still, in my mind, I'm like, that's pretty gritty. Speaking of gritty, can we talk for a moment about uh, Goliath uh, watching the two people that he was so furious with fall to their death off the edge of a cliff and feeling denied his revenge? He, he didn't yeah. want them oh, yeah. to die. He wanted to claw them to pieces himself. Yeah, that was a really raw and emotional part for me. 
Um, and it kind of made up for the really cheesy dialogue in the first episode when he was talking <laughs> to Mona. God, that was uh, some cringe. But, what, um, you don't like it? Oh, my love, we are one. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that was some bad, some, some bad dialogue there. Isn't, isn't that how you want to be romanced? No. <laughs> that's, that stuff doesn't bother me because I think romance is sort of inherently cheesy. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be. That was um, a little um, over the top for me. It was just like. Well, it's kind it was of Shakespearean. <laughs> it was appropriate to the time period of 994. Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe, no, I wasn't there, Dan. <laughs> Maybe it's just me because I'm really picky about romance, but I was just like, mm, don't like that dialogue. <laughs> As someone who does like romance and being romanced, <clears throat> Douglas, get on that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I I also didn't really appreciate it. It was kind of like weird. Like, oh, hey, children, this is how you treat loved ones. Yeah, talk to them fancy. <laughs> and then cry yeah. over their corpse, you know. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, like the the death flags, the death flags. Yeah, it's like when you're like, "I'll come back" and stuff like oh, that. Oh, oh, right, like the little narrative flags that say we're we're losing this person or something. Yeah, not physical flags. Got it. Yeah, it took me a second. Sorry, I thought that was more. Um, I didn't realize that. Foreshadowing, I think, yeah. is the more recognizable term. Yeah, flag shadowing. <laughs> Flash shadowing. That's right. Yeah, the, that dialogue was kind of eh. <laughs> it was stilted. I okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, that was in the first episode, but uh, back to the third episode. Or, is, I thought we were. I thought we were. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it for the uh, the second episode. The gargoyles uh, agree to work for Xanatos so that they can live rent free in their own home. Uh, and uh, the mercenaries uh, have run off, but in the process of the fight, they uh, they steal something from Xanatos. We're not really sure what they stole. It's just like it's in a box, kind of disc or something, and it's just a box. Yeah, it is kind of just a box. Yeah, uh, but, but that takes us to episode three, um, where we finally get some more time with Detective Maza. She and Owen are having it out. Uh, because uh, there was a terrorist attack on the top of their building, <laughs> and Owen is like, "No, it's there wasn't. <laughs> everything's fine. What are you talking my, about?" My favorite part is that De- Detective Maz is like, "I heard automatic weapons." I was like, "How? How did you hear that? It's impossible." Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. a skyscraper, but you know, I not. I don't know if I, I guess I have no point of reference for hearing. Uh, Automatic I, weapons fire from hundreds of feet up. <laughs> it's uh, about the equivalent of a rock concert, and you can't hear that from a block away or like a few blocks away. Yeah, not I like it was also raining, <laughs> and there was a thunderstorm going on. In the general noise of New York would cover it, and it's specifically above cloud level. <laughs> so that maybe, part. Maybe, Go ahead, Kate. Sorry, maybe Detective Maza has this magic that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually interesting. Yeah. But, um... Well, I'll, I'll tell you what she does have, and that is Beauty and the Beast vibes with Goliath. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I hated that. get to talk about the cringe. <laughs> oh. 
so she she sneaks into the castle, uh, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and she runs into the gargoyle dog <laughs> and uh, Goliath, and uh, it freaks her out, and she falls off the building, and uh, she's immediately saved by Goliath. Uh, and it yeah, it's it's hot and heavy right away. Like they are making googly eyes at each other, even mm. though Goliath is all smoky and angry at having to reveal himself to humans. And he's um, probably he's still getting over grief of losing his mate. Like, yeah, I mean, for him, it was literally yesterday, right? Yeah. So, and we, yeah. we learned a, one of the a, a, like one of the interesting things about this, which uh, I'm I'm never sure if I like this or not, but um, they they let us know that gargoyles cannot actually fly; they are gliders. Oh. I like yeah, they that. Say that. Well, I, yeah, they totally I do. I, I'm. Pretty sure they only said that so that they could choose narratively to make gargoyles incapable of getting places when they wanted to. Yeah, almost certainly. Right, because a... la- later in that episode, they literally fly up to the top of the tower because I guess then they could find the right updraft. Yeah. But... Right. Yeah, it's a definitely a narrative uh uh, mechanic, so to speak, than uh, yeah. than it is like a hard and fast rule. Uh, like I said, Gargoyles leans a lot on rule of cool and is not, uh, you know, going to be held back by physics. <laughs> yeah, I I also pointed out like the detective likes breaking laws, even though she's a detective. Yeah, she is immediately down for some uh, what, uh, vigilanteism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, searching a place without a warrant. Well, in theory, if she heard automatic weapons fire, as she claims, then I look, I'm not a lawyer, but maybe there was probable, probable cause. cause. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she was dismissed from the property, which then might be trespassing. Oh, yeah, that's possible. I don't know laws, but it was like she kind of just immediately started searching around. I was like, that's sketchy. That's yeah, that's probably a problem. Yeah. And then she goes beats up some gangbangers. Yeah, the the scene where her and Goliath stop a, a robbery is it's weird. It's a weird scene. So so the couple in that's in danger, we spend several minutes with them just arguing with each other in a car. This is where we see the car phone uh, get used. It is a, a real 90s piece of, of fiction. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I did write in my notes when um, Xanatos pulls out a floppy disk. I was like, lol, floppy disk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you, now you know what the save icon represents. Hey. <laughs> I know what a floppy disk is. Thank you very much. But it was just funny. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we also see um, in this episode uh, one of the gargoyles finally gets a name other than Goliath. Hudson picks his name from the Hudson River. Uh, And uh, all the gargoyles are going to do this eventually, so that is why uh, I think they do not have names in 994 because all their names are references to New York in some way. Hmm. So, um, you know, calling himself Hudson in 994 would not have made uh, well, it would have made about as much sense as an actual living gargoyle, uh, you know, wandering around the city. 
So I'm not sure why they thought, you know, like that, that's the, the thing they wanted to maintain. And so gargoyles don't have names, but. Yeah, I was just confused about like a language barrier and stuff. Because like Goliath had a human, like an English sounding name, even though he's from Scotland in 994. I don't know what English was like in 994, but. It was different. Well, Goliath yeah. is not an English name. Goliath is a Philistinic name from okay. the Bible. Right. Uh, oh, so, yeah, that's. Yes, that is fair. So, the, you know, the Christian Scots have named him Goliath. He really did not pick his own name, uh, unlike the rest of the gargoyles. Yeah, but also, uh, and still, uh, maybe they have magic to be like, I can li- do English now, like Starfire. Starfire. Yeah, I mean, the language is another thing that uh, they, I mean, I mean, even the Scots in 994 have pretty modern English. You know, nobody's using yees and thous too much. Uh, and they were communicating very well with the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who are from a whole other place. So, uh, so that is, um, where the, I, we finally get like some comedy in the show, uh, cause the three stooges, uh, immediately oh, yes. set about wrecking modern day, everything. <laughs> they, uh, they, they find a the kitchen. That motorcycle guy is dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've known people who have survived something like that but they're, they're that's not they're not a happy motorcycle person and neither are probably a few layers of their flesh at the very least we just saw like the creation of gary Busey. <laughs> oh no sorry <laughs> <laughs> you killed dad i had a feeling that might be the only i had a feeling you might be the only person to get that one but <laughs> it was worth putting out there um yeah also anyways that uh, that poor mi- motorcycle man was killed by gar being shocked to death with motorcycle <laughs> by gargoyles <laughs> yeah uh it, it, it's a pretty uh great visual scene too when the little guy sort of glides down and he's keeping pace with the uh the motorcycle um, and then <laughs> the guy bails on his own motorcycle <laughs> and then and then they turn to ride the motorcycle which uh, goes terribly and immediately causes massive amounts of structural damage to something as and, the motorcycle explodes and catches and everything is on fire. Yeah, everything's on fire. <laughs> so not exactly keeping a low profile. Uh, Goliath has already like exposed himself to uh, a police detective, and uh, also all the people he uh, that saw him when he caught the police detective. Yeah, yeah. There's there's already you know gonna be rumors and i think that does actually come up later is that there's like some amateur footage of uh, goliath saving her how <laughs> how did they carry a oh there was probably news crews never mind oh yeah, yeah there was a, a, a terrorist attack going on at the time <laughs> yeah i just forget that like in 1994 there's like no fix camera phones and not everyone has a camera on their person yeah we, so we weren't quite as deep into the surveillance state as we are now yeah <laughs> The voluntary surveillance state. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually liked when they kind of said that they glide, but if, if it doesn't keep internal consistency, I don't really like it as much, but I like. Well, you, I don't think you'll ever see them straight up, like flap their wings and fly. Yeah. But there are some instances where, you know, they come in from an angle where you're like, how did they manage that? And you just. <laughs> should stop thinking about it <laughs> do they ever fly straight up because that's that's where i'm gonna no they do not they don't 
Although there are rocket packs later uh, in the series. Uh, so there's oh, that, spoilers, so. spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So overall, I like the series so far. Um, I had some issues with the first one because of how I was watching it and I haven't finished the movie. So I don't and I have no previous knowledge of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a good th- set of three episodes. Um, uh you know, just to wrap up episode three, uh, Goliath uh, finds a bunch more opportunities to uh, cradle Detective Maza and his big powerful <laughs> arms uh, <laughs> as they fly around the city. Um, Dan, you sound a little jealous. Keith David is a very sexy man. I can't say it enough. <laughs> holy, uh, holy Frinkle, it's uh, uh, Ed Asner. Yeah, let's talk about the cast real quick because uh, that's one of my favorite parts about. Um, 1994 is an interesting time for a bunch of the people in this cast. Um, you're gonna see a lot of people from Star Trek: The Next Generation doing voices. Uh, Xanatos is uh, Jonathan Frakes, who was uh, Riker. Uh, Riker, yeah, and uh, Demona, the the Lady Gargoyle, is uh, uh, his his uh, counterpart. Uh, what was her name? Troy. Troy, yeah, the she was a therapist. She was a space therapist on Star Trek. Huh. Didn't recognize her. I forget. Let me no. let me let me pull up this cast list. She she was she was very she didn't talk that much, so I forgive Peter. <laughs> yeah, it's Marina Sirtis who was uh, Deanna Troy on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, we got Ed Asner, who's Hudson, the older guy. If you you guys probably don't know uh, Ed Asner because he died uh, a long time ago. Uh, but he was uh, probably most famously the the old man in Up, if you've ever seen Up. Oh, I love that. Well, one. I mean, define your most famously. He was he was the producer in uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. He was a bunch of things. He was also an elf, the best Christmas movie of all time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've already stated my feelings of elf. Uh, you've also you got... Um, <laughs> Go watch the other other podcast to find out. <laughs> uh, uh, so there's also uh, Frank Welker, who is like one of the greatest voice actors of all time, probably most notably known as Megatron from the Transformers series. Um, and he is the dog. He's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, that makes it. Well, do you guys know Tara Strong? The voice of... Um, Raven. Twilight Sparkle. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. She's in everything. But um uh she was the voice of Sunny Baudelaire in the least at least the first season of the Netflix show of series of unfortunate events. Oh wow, the baby. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she was the baby. <laughs> yeah. That's a good baby, Peter. You got a future. Thanks. Yeah, I have I a future in baby. Like- <laughs> I love when people are like super overqualified to do a voice role like that. Like, um, oh, like um, I am Groot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so funny to me. I feel like South Park famously had celebrities on and then had them voice dogs or things. Well, Alan Tudyk was um, oh, hey yeah. hey the rooster in Moana. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, well the rooster was kind of important in that show in Moana no 
All he did was eat rocks and fall off the boat. Yeah, well, the pig didn't even join them, did it? No, no. he was just there to be cute, Pua. Oh, okay. I, I only watched that movie <laughs> once in theaters. Well, if you ha- have some kids cat. to take care of, I'm sure you'll manage to watch every Disney movie a thousand times forever until you die, because that's what happens. Well, I can recite Cars 3 by heart, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. It's not even the good no. one. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> Most of them aren't the good one. Oh my god, harsh. <laughs> I will say I'm kind of excited to see Frozen 2, but I don't have younger siblings slash cousins or younger people I'm associated with, so I didn't get like blown out with Frozen 1. I still haven't well, seen Frozen 1. Um, yeah, we neither. can see it together in spirit, Rachel, because I'm going to go see it. <laughs> yeah. It's coming out soon-ish. Right? Uh, the 22nd of November. <laughs> Katie sounds pretty excited. <laughs> I am pretty excited, okay? <laughs> I want to learn more about the world building and the lore, because that was really interesting to me. Yes, yeah, I'm to that's what people that. say about Frozen. I love the world building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like world building. Well, <laughs> I know you do. It's just Scandinavia with ice magic. Yeah, but I want to know the history behind the ice magic. Yeah, where does Elsa get her powers? I I know that it's she was like born with it, but like, is it genetics? Is or it is like it Maybelline? A... <laughs> is it a curse? Do you think they're gonna get into two, or do you think they're just gonna spend another hour and a half singing? <laughs> you know what, Nick? Just let it go. <laughs> well, I can't wait for ten years from now to have an episode of Nostalgia Plus. <laughs> frozen. <laughs> but um yeah i mean uh i think uh we're we're pretty much that's it unless you guys had uh, a bunch of other stuff you want to talk about gargoyles i love the sound direction it's great you know the i love the sound of their claws going into stone while they climb stuff mm-hmm. yeah. that sticks in my head yeah um oh this is a thing that we can be cut out, but should we put a spoiler thing before we start the episode? <laughs> I think oh, inherently, it's 25 no. years old. I think but inherently, maybe no. just... the show is called Nostalgia Plus. If you haven't seen it, it's sort of okay. That's what the show is about. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. <laughs> we're not we're not talking about the newest movie in theaters or anything. This is I'll, I'll make a note that we'll try to do it for episode two. Just, just yeah. a quick one. Something up front, anyway. Sure. Hey, yeah. we're gonna talk about spoilers and throughout this entire show. This entire show is about spoilers. Sorry. Oh, oh. I was gonna say, Dan, do you want to just throw something out? But I guess Rachel just did it. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can clip that out and put it in the beginning. <laughs> Me just ranting about spoilers. Okay. Yeah, we're not gonna have an opening theme song. It'll just be Rachel. Spoilers. Actually, ah. can, can we get one of Katie's supercuts of just all the times we say the word spoilers over and over? <laughs> sure. I Damn be it, very... now they have a project. <laughs> I wanna... Oh, can't, but you... I am I am adamantly against this. God, I, I can't... Adam, no spoiler Elf... tags, we don't need them. Um, that's fair. Not for this, we don't, but... <laughs> uh, well, for the first episode, so people understand that it's all spoilers. Maybe in, like, oh. the show notes? That'll yeah. be in the... It could, yeah, it could be in the podcast to see yeah. what this show's about. 
All right. Well, I'm, I, for one, am very much looking forward to the next few episodes and then talking about them with a bunch of people that are here. Us? Yeah, you people. I like talking about things in general because no one else will watch them with me. <laughs> oh, so that is why I made this show idea. <laughs> <laughs> My niece and nephew, well, they were over again yesterday and today. Um, yesterday, they're like, hey, can we watch something on TV? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Depends on what it is. And they, said, they both at the same time said gargoyle. Dark Saints. So, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> So you've made Gargoyles. a fan of two children for this show, Dan. So thank you. Well, let's hope they listen to the podcast. <laughs> Maybe we not. have to cut out. <laughs> word. Yeah, well, we watch our language better on this one, don't we? Yeah, uh, I, I, um, I dropped something. Dropped the you, yeah, but we, this is one. we get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. This All has right. been a, this is us been rambling, talking in circles about show a show we watched. <laughs> Yep, and I hope you guys love it because we're going to be doing it for like 26 more episodes. So hold on fast, everybody, and thanks for listening to Nostalgia Plus. Yeah. Bye. Uh, you can watch it. On, uh, don't forget to go on Too Many Thoughts Media, and you can follow us on Twitter and hear about our random thoughts about things or just watch us promote things. All right. <laughs>